Welcome back to the Discovering Forestry podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Lofi, hanging out once again with our friend, Mr. Joe Aitken, here for another compelling conversation about trees. Joe Aitken, happy spring. How you doing? I'm good, Corey. Uh, it sounds like tonight I'll be on a little bit of a delay, so hopefully we can keep the conversation going, but everything's really, really, really good, and I'm excited to uh, dabble in a discussion with our guest tonight. Um, once he uh, introduces himself, I'll have you introduce him because of my the delay on my side, but great guy, great arborist. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, once we introduce, I believe he's ISA Michigan's president right now. Whoa. El, that's El, cor- El yeah, Presidente. That's <laughs> All right. Well, without, without further ado, I would like to welcome El Presidente, also known as Corey Partial, here to the podcast. Corey, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good, good. What's going on, guys? Oh, man, we're just... <laughs> We're just loving life, talking about trees. And uh, we we just met a couple minutes ago, but I'm I'm dying to find out how did you get into the industry. Tell us about your journey through forestry thus far. Yeah, for sure. So I've been in the arboriculture industry for about 13 years now with my father Doug Partial. Um, my wife and I were <clears throat> staff at a rehab that we were working at. And like many of us, you know, weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, we were doing tree work on the side, kind of learning as we went. And uh, it was at a time of our lives when I was, um, I'm 34, turning 34 now, I was 20 and figuring out what I was going to do, you know, go to college with my brother, who's a physical therapist or what. And, uh, Loved working with my dad and I came up with the crazy idea. I'm like, man, why don't we do something, you know, and start a business out of what we're doing. Like so many of us know. And, uh, um, we, uh, I kind of had a, an idea that, you know, it, we were doing this every weekend and it was starting to take off a lot of people, um, kind of knew our family and our hometown and stuff. So that made things a little easier with getting work coming in, but I didn't want to be another tree company. And, um, our family is pretty competitive and we're big believers of potential and, you know, potential that we and other people have within them. And one thing that really bothered me, I was like, I don't know, you know, like going to go to college to be a doctor or something like that or the tree industry. And one thing that always bothered me about the tree industry was uh, our communities, just from communicating with customers, our community's uh, opinion of the tree industry from the outside in, you know, and a lot of stereotypes come from real life situations. And I didn't want to just get like labeled. It was more of a personal thing at first for my dad and I, like, we don't want to just be labeled tree guys. Like it was a fallback option or something, you know? Sure. And, uh, and that grew into, um, it was a blessing. It, it, we started getting really busy and I said, man, dad, if we're really going to continue with this, um, I want to use this, you know, like we didn't see, 
that we were, we didn't predict that we were going to be in the tree industry. And we said from the beginning, probably right at the tail end of the first year we were in business, man, if we're going to do this, we're going to hit it really hard. We're going to commit to it a hundred percent. And we want to be a place where we turn these negative stereotypes around and give people an opportunity to build a career. Cause me personally, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I wanted to be successful and I liked working with my dad and it just, how life worked out happened to be tree work. So um, that's where we started and we're just super motivated and, you know, said, all right, if we're going to do this, we knew from the beginning, we were going to grow it into something a lot bigger than just the partial family. And that's the big motivator for us. That's what I think's kept us so motivated for 13 years now is if we were doing it by ourselves, it would have gotten really boring quick, but it's the team that we're growing is what really keeps us motivated. So that that's really 13 years ago, how everything kicked off and started. Oh, that's, that's incredible. It sounds like the reasons for you starting this with, with your family and, and really growing it and wanting something more is, is so similar to the story behind our podcast and how we got started. And I'd, I'd be curious. So you started out with just you and you said, Doug, your dad. Yeah. How, how many people, how many crews? Uh, yeah. What does that look like now for the business? Man, it's been wild. It's been it's been a wild ride. So we didn't go to college to run a business. You know, we're not CEOs of some other company first. We're just highly motivated, hardworking people. And you know, I always share this story. We look back on it. it. It's it's again. I think how a lot of us started, but it was Doug and I were 50-50 owners of Parcel Tree Care Experts, and our wives helped us all the time. So my mom and my wife, who at the time, my wife was like seven months pregnant, holding rigging lines, downtown Traverse City. I'm on a roof. Doug's climbing a tree. He's telling me, tie a bow line. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't know what a bow line is, you know? Traverse City, Light and Power are down there doing their utility work and they're like what are these people doing you know so they're like do you need a hand I'm like I always ask for help like uh, a guiding thing that we still do to this day in a company in our company is ask for help and surround ourselves with people who are better than us at what they're good at and we draw knowledge from them so these dudes got this branch that was caught up on a line and tied a bow line for me. And, you know, it was kind of humbling and embarrassing right in the moment, but I really appreciate that story. Uh, just cause it's a good reminder of, you know, where we started from. So it was just the four of us with an S 10 blazer car hauling trailer, loading everything by hand, unloading everything by hand, 50 minutes in a, away was our only dump site brush, you know? So it, it was rough. Anybody listening to this, like keep at it because that's where we started. And, um, that was the first year. Second year, uh, we started hiring people. Um, my dad came from a background, uh, health and he was my OSHA enforcer at a company he worked with or compliance guy to make sure their large four or 500 person company wasn't compliant. So he had a safety background, uh, which was super helpful. 
And um, we started recruiting, hiring people. And in like year two or three, um, Doug was on his own crew and I was with a crew uh, with a guy named Robert Kramer, who was one of our earliest employees. And we had two crews at that point. And we rocked that for a number of years. And then things started really taking off three, four, five crews, and then on to where we are now. So. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty incredible. I'm going to, I'm going to pause for a second and just see if Joe has a question for you right here. Sure. Uh, yeah, guys. Th- yeah. Thanks Corey with the pause and everything. I appreciate that. Um, Corey, one of the main reasons that when I was talking to co-host Corey about having you on is you see, you do see the industry a lot different than most. Now, as me being old school tree guy, like the old knuckle dragon, Neanderthals that you were talking about, um, you've also taken a marketing approach, image approach. Um, and you're, you know, it's almost like you're, you're reaching out to the demographics that nobody is. And um, I'm proud as hell of you for what you guys done in such a short period of time. And, you know, there's a lot of naysayers out there, but you're kind of proving them wrong and you're, you're really building a phenomenal, well-respected company. And again, not just, not just up in Traverse city. Now, now that you have a second location, not too many people can say that in 13 years. So um, I want to, I want to dabble in a little bit about that. Uh, Co-host yeah. Corey, I think reach out about the, the, the image, the marketing. We've talked about that before on uh, other podcasts. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be kind of curious, uh, Mr. Partial, what are you doing? So, so Joe and I work with a couple hundred probably a couple thousand different tree companies and we, we kind of get a little peek and, and see where their focus or where their niche is and where they want to direct their business. What are you doing a little bit different or, or, or how are you using social or marketing to your advantage? Sure. Um, you know, I would say, and anybody listening, like copy us, uh, a big thing for us that keeps us motivated is how many people we can help and impact. So, um, I'm not, there's no secrets. There's no strategy we're hiding or anything like that. We we're totally an open book, but uh, a big thing for us is like the bigger our reach is, the more people we can help. And when we see our staff winning, I mean, that's like my paycheck. That's the ultimate paycheck. So, um, man, I wanted people to not show up and feel like they were punching in and punching out every day. That was a big thing for me. Cause that's like death to me. If me personally, if that's what I had to do, I'd quit so quick. Um, so it hasn't felt like work in a while. Um, we are starting to get some, you know, like haters and I literally as soon, what are we at right now? It's nine o'clock. Um, four, three and a half hours ago, we just had a talk with our media department because we've started like getting some haters. And I'm like, guys, this is a good sign. Like, if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. So we take that as a positive. We learn, you know, if it's a valid point, we're humble. We learn from it. But um, that's a that's a good sign for us. And 
uh, a big focus on our company's brand, really. Uh, I, I don't know how I would describe it other than like the, how proud you would be if you like were on a professional sports team. I, it, yeah. So like everything we do, you know, the billion dollar companies, the, the, the Davy, the Bartlett, true green in the turf industry, all those big dogs. Okay. That is the mindset we hold ourselves to. So when I'm talking to a client or when we're talking to our staff, we're a billion dollar company and you're, and everybody's part of it. So there, there's definitely like a, a, a proudness factor there, like in a healthy, good way that yeah. we want our staff to have of what they're doing. Um, and we really talk a lot about how from our administrative staff to our media team, to our down to, not down to groundsman, to groundsman, to skilled tree worker. Right. Every, we, we talk and educate a lot about how each different department plays a role in the bigger picture. And everybody's included in that. And everybody has an opportunity with no ceiling above them to grow their career. So growing careers is something we push a lot for anybody who wants it. Um, And, you know, in all transparency, we don't have everything figured out. And we tell our own staff that and we say, we want you to be part of the solution. Uh, We can't do it alone. I don't know how to do that. I say it probably every day. Um, and we include our team. So, you know, some people get on board pretty quick. Some, you know, they don't catch the vision and that that's their choice, but, um, yeah. And this is, this is, this is really interesting to hear because I think I'm hearing something and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm hearing that you have just as much a people and a team and a family approach as you do, we're doing the right thing for the tree in the industry, which I, I think, I, I don't think goes together um, as often as we'd like to see it. So it's almost like the culture that you're, you're cultivating is one of intention where you're putting the people first. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, we're hiring um, a lot of our staff, not even from the tree industry. So there's a workforce demand. We all know, you know, like everybody needs more people, right? Yeah. Um, and everybody has a choice whether they thrive on our team or not. Like we have our culture that we're building and now it's a choice whether somebody wants to be part of that. Because we know some people have bad habits and stuff, right? So like, are they going to mesh or are they not? Like we set the stage and then it's their choice. But we've had really good luck growing our team family here, even with people who aren't from the tree industry and pouring into them skills. So we found... You know, the guys who are, on our, again, everybody on our team's awesome, whether they're from the tree industry or not, but everybody we've hired so far with high caliber character who isn't from the tree industry, they're like a sponge and they're very teachable. Oh, so awesome. yeah, that's how we've like uh, gone towards getting around the, you know, hiring problem that you hear people talk about all the time. And, you know, I don't know what to call it it's a culture thing. I, it starts at the top and works its way down. Um, and it's a lot of work, uh, because like Doug and I get tired all the time. So, well, and are, are you part of the day to day, the interaction with all, all the crews? Yeah, for sure. So Doug, you know, just to give people more insight into our company, um, Doug is more like the godfather of the company. 
you know, in all transparency, like some of the, my generational headaches of like, uh, I'm 34, so I'm a millennial, you know, that we have to deal with, like, I don't have the patience for it a lot of the times. Um, Doug is like an awesome father figure in our company. I tell him all the time, he can't retire, you know, um, where for me, you know, Doug and Paula, my parents, they're 58 years old. They're, they could potentially, they would have been kicking back way slower than what they are right now, but I just keep pushing things pretty hard. So we each bring a different skill set to the table. I'm pushing future growth. Doug is like the ultimate helper there any way that you need them. A lot of wisdom and experience. Um, and, you know, that was just us a while ago, but now it's the whole team really. Like we're, we started recruiting pretty hard and hiring from all over the place. So um, definitely got to hand it to the team at this point. Uh, it's, it's great. It takes, it takes a whole bunch. Let's, let's pause again and, and yeah. have Joe fire one at you. Uh, yeah, thank you, uh, Mr. Partial. I think um, I wanted to bring up another aspect of Partial Tree that, I'm, again, I'm very proud of. One, I think your wife is amazing. So that's got to help in your day-to-day to have uh, Michelle by your side. I've been very fortunate to work with her on a bunch of uh, projects here in Michigan, and she just, uh, she's amazing. But I think with that leadership, You've been bringing in a lot of uh, a lot of women into your company in the sales positions into Arbor Culture. So yeah. I wanted to commend you. I guess as a workforce reaching outside of the industry and bringing people in and grooming them, you got some pretty phenomenal women of Arbor Culture underneath your roof now. Yeah, for sure. I got to hand it to them. Uh, starting with my wife. Uh, young married couple starting a tree company. I mean, we've been through the ringer. So anybody who's a, anybody who's been married, you know, knows the, the hurdles that just comes with that. But, you know, it, we started a company and I couldn't have done and contributed the way I contributed without her help. So we have three kids. We had kids at a young age. Um, and that was a huge workload that she took upon her. And when we launched our second branch at the end of 2019 and opened an office in Grand Rapids, uh, pretty much after we opened that, I lived down there Monday through Friday, uh, which was a sacrifice. I mean, for sure, for about 12 to 18 months. And so you think about the workload. And, and in that time, we sold a house, tore a house, bought a house, tore it down, building a house. She's living with in-laws for a few months, her in-laws, my parents. So all these dynamics, like couldn't have done it without her. It was a lot of hard and <laughs> hard, some easy days, some hard days for sure. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we started hiring, like, I'll give you some examples too. Like our lead administrator wasn't from the tree industry. Our production manager who does all the scheduling, Aaron, she was, we thought creatively, she was a police 911 dispatcher. She was a police officer in a different state, moved back to her hometown in Michigan. She was a dispatcher. 
So she was well-versed in coordinating, you know, emergency response and stressful situations. So what a better position for her than coordinating and scheduling tree crews that change on a every minute. Um, we just hired another female arborist who's a climber who loves working on tree crews. We've hired female sales reps who are just like sponges, but you know, and we pour into them as fast as we can, but what was attractive in them was how motivated they were. So the girl, the girls are killing it. And I want to see more women involved in arbor culture. I think it mixes things up, which that's just how I'm wired. Anytime you can go against the grain a little bit, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. That diversity, whether it's with the genders or from outside the industry, I think on both fronts for sure really needed. And kind of thinking as you're, as you're talking here, I'm just thinking you're also the president of ISA for Michigan, correct? Yeah, so, for sure. So o- over the years of you being involved with that, cause that's not a position that, you know, you, you take lightly or just walk into, but while doing that president type position and, and your involvement over the, over the, the past couple of years, what trends have you seen? And it can relate to women in our boar culture. It can relate to people from outside the industry. But what what trends are you seeing? You know, a trend that I see is that everybody wants more in a good way. Um, oh. And not everybody knows how to get there. Uh, if there can be a voice that can motivate people, that uh, I see that that is something that's always needed. It's a I kind of clung to that real quick. So I see ISA Michigan more as a business and how can we reach more people, become a better organization, you know, like a business, how can we take care of our clients better? So how can we take care of ISA Michigan's members better is a high priority for me. And how can we become more financially stable and grow? Mm -hmm. Um, So as a, I wasn't planning on being, you know, a president of ISA Michigan. I was quite against it just because I was worried about like my time constraints and commitment. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's super exciting now. So it, I have a, I wrote a, an address that's coming out in an email from ISA Michigan here shortly, but you know, we increase our management company's budget and we have more staff now working for ISA Michigan, which is brand new. And the whole idea is, again, it's kind of comes from partial tree, like just how I'm motivated, but I truly am a believer in potential. And I think ISA Michigan has the potential to be one of the leading chapters in ISA and um, that other chapters can go to for like knowledge and how to, and like a good example. I'm like, if so we're always like, if we're going to do this, we might as well do it pedal to the metal to the max. So Let's, let's handle ISA Michigan like a business, offer more to our clients, the members, and, you know, grow our organization so we can reach more people. Yeah, and I, I think the tree industry is all about that. I think it would be a good camaraderie if, if we could kind of pick and choose that and, and kind of take what's working for ISA MI and how do we take that to the Rocky Mountain chapter? How do we take that to Utah, yeah. Pacific Northwest? So that's, that's really, that's that's really cool. And I think, I do think we need to put more of a focus on that. Um, as, as sure. we're kind of, as we're kind of winding down here, I'll, I'll throw one more question at you and then I'll let, I'll let Joe yeah. throw one at you. Um, if you could reach out, if you had the mic, the floor, and you knew that there were going to be a couple hundred or a couple thousand youngsters or, or people just new to the industry, just getting into it. 
what what would you tell them about the tree industry or about their future? Hmm. Um, uh, one piece, uh, honestly, the, I would probably, the first piece of advice I would give is surround yourself with people who are way better than you at what you do. Surround yourself. You're only as great as who you surround yourself with. So whether whatever your passion is or your priority, you know, climbing skills, uh, tree health care, um, how to run a business, uh, sales training or uh, whatever the case. Um, I would say surround yourself with people who are just way better than you, because that's if you look at like if I saw the five people you hung around with the most. I could probably describe you as a person. Like we tend to um, be quite similar to our, our core group. So if, if you want more or if you're content where you're at, you know, in a healthy way, then who you surround yourself is important. And, you know, I, I have a lot of production crew guys. So a big thing I would say too is also be really proud of what you do. You are a professional and take it seriously. Um, you have a lot of potential as an arborist in the tree industry. And uh, a big thing I want to do is see that reputation get way better for other arborists or people involved in the industry. So keep raising the bar, never stop, be proud of what you're doing. And um, if it feels like work every day, then I would reevaluate, you know, how you're doing what you're doing deep that's deep all right joe what do you got for him that was good yeah uh the raising the bar uh obviously we we talk about that all the time Corey. about um there are ways to improve this industry there really is and again i don't want to sound all mushy but shoot Corey, you're you're kind of doing it. you're changing a direction of an industry in Michigan and people are taking notice and it's pretty sad that people are shooting arrows, but the one thing about shooting arrows, if they're hitting you in the back then they're you're in front. So let them, let them fling arrows. Uh, I've been with Arbor yeah, for 30 sure. years. And I got shot in the back a lot. So um, that's only because they're behind you. So you're doing a great job. Keep up the good Thanks. work. Keep raising the bar. I love the fact that you're involved. We've talked about that. How do you increase your industry? Uh, like I said, this year, ArborCon, which is Michigan's big event, you brought a bunch of your staff and, you know, you're, you're exposing them to the industry at different levels. Uh, keep up the good work. And Thanks. if you ever need Corey and I, uh, if you ever need us, let us know. And I do appreciate you taking the time with the family and everything uh, to jump on with us tonight. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. I appreciate you having me on. It was fun. Well, thank you. And before we sign off, what's a good way for people to either find out more about you or your business? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, our website, partialtreecare.com. We're on all social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Stephen Dillon, um, our media producer is pretty much getting us out there everywhere at this point. So 
Check us out on social media. You guys can email me, Corey at parceltreecare.com if you have any questions. Business, a big passion of mine too is like reaching out to other business, young business owners trying to start things off. We went, you know, the slowest and most expensive way to learn anything is trial and error. So if I can help other business owners speed through that process and save, you know, we've been in business 13 years, but it was about nine or 10 years we were learning the hard way. Oh yeah. If I can have everybody skip nine or 10 of those hard years, I would love to help. So they can hit me up anytime. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah. I think you and I will talk afterwards and, and we'll definitely work with Joe to see if we can't work something out, maybe some kind of a, a summit or some kind of event to where we can bring in a bunch of young entrepreneurs and For sure. go from there. I think that'd be cool. But anyhow, Corey Parshall, uh, thank you so much. Once again, I, I look, look forward to seeing you again. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You bet. Bye. Hey, great topic today. Yes, lots of good information. Yeah, probably one of our best yet. If you enjoyed the podcast or have topics you would like to discuss, please send them to discoveringforestry at gmail.com. And please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. Thanks, guys, uh, for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Joe. And I'm Corey. Signing Signing out. out.